Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast with your host, Andrada Aniti. I want to start today's episode with a question. What does being vulnerable, really vulnerable, mean to you? Yesterday, I was very, very vulnerable. I was talking to someone. I reached out for help uh, because I know my strengths, but I also know my weaknesses. Or at least I'm becoming more and more aware of them, you know, because um, most of us have pretty many weaknesses, but it's hard for us to accept them. And over the past year, I learned that accepting my weaknesses is not a bad thing, is actually something that helps me grow. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And that's why I asked for help. I reached out to someone to help me out. Um, with gaining some clarity on my next steps. And what happened was a surprise to myself as well because I would never have thought that I would just burst into tears when that person told me how badly I'm treating myself. How, you know, there's this manner that I'm talking to myself inwardly which doesn't help me at all. And I, I can almost swear that there's a lot of people in this situation, you know, a lot of people that are just willing to help others, are just willing to see others grow, see them shine. Yet when it comes to themselves, uh, they, they have hard times in treating themselves as they treat the others. For for various reasons, for, I don't know, how they have been brought up as children, um, what happened in their lives as early adults. You know, there's a, a ton of experiences that, that stay as ground to this kind of self-behavior. At some point, this person that I reached up to told me, I want you to take a pen and a paper and write down what I'm telling you right now. And what she told me was, was definitely the spark of my first years was I want you each and every morning and evening to go in front of the mirror, look yourself into your own eyes, put your hand on your heart and say it out loud. Like you mean it. I love you. That was the moment when I burst into tears and I became so vulnerable that I never thought I could. I mean, I'm an open book usually, right? And who, who knows me for at least a few couple of months, you know, six months, a year or something like that. Um, and people who have read my work know what I'm talking about, know that I always say, what I believe, I always stand, you know, uh, stand by my opinion and don't change it pretty easily. But yesterday, that triggered in me so much emotion and so much realization um, of who I actually am to myself that 
during the entire hour, during the entire session, I was just crying. I mean, I was listening I was listening to the person, I was taking notes, I was replying, I was fully engaged in our conversation. However, all my engagement was accompanied by, by, by tears because I realized that it's not just me that does that and it's such a pity that we drag ourselves down in such a manner. It's such a pity that we cannot see our own value in the way that others see it. So I know that I have a lot of work to do in this regard. I know that first of all, it's me that needs to come first in order to be able to serve the others in, in the best way that I can. But you know, there's a lot of people, not just women who just put themselves first, but women do that more frequently. You know, because your mother, your girlfriend, your daughter, your, I don't know, whatever else. And you always care for the others and you forget yourself. And yesterday I had a discussion with Anton Tumak, who will be in one of the next episodes for, for this podcast. And he said precisely this, that we forget about ourselves we forget to keep that 10% for ourselves. And we actually, you know, avoid that self-respect that is so needed out of the fear of being judged and perceived as selfish. So I come back to you with this question what does being vulnerable mean to you? And when was the last time that you were so vulnerable that you couldn't help your tears and you just felt like you could entrust, you know, your darkest secrets or share your darkest experiences with someone? You know, because once you reach out to a coach, you need to be fully open and it's as if you're going to the doctor, right? If you're not telling the doctor what hurts you, they can't help you. Well, this topic is debatable, <laughs> like, like all the other, but um, the principle is the same. When you reach out to a coach, you need to be 100% open um, in order for them to find the best way to help you, in order for them to um, be able to give you the greatest clarity that will lead you further on in your path, especially if you're, if you're in the beginning of your adventure, especially entrepreneurs, right? Entrepreneurs, most of the times, are alone, are just them with a phone or a laptop or whatever else equipment they're using with not that much interaction Again, in the beginning, right? In the first few months, first year, depending on, on the area of their activity, for sure. But it's hard to be alone. It's, you know, it's, it's that phase of your existence that will teach you the most lessons. That's, that's a fact. That's a fact. But it's also, you know, 
the worst time for you, because an entrepreneur has a lot of time to judge themselves, a lot of time to criticize and to just see their weak points. And we need people to show us our strength. We need people to encourage us. Regardless of how powerful we want to appear in front of the other people, we will put on this image, we will create this image of powerful people. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of struggle and that's okay. I mean, I'm learning that it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to shut yourself down. Well, not for a long time. That's another thing that I learned, that when you shut down, you shouldn't do it for, for the long term. You know, I did that last year for a month or so, maybe even more. And it was hard for me to get out of my shell and reach out for help. That's one thing that has always been hard for me, to reach out and ask for help. Um, but I'm sure that there's a lot of people that feel the same. And that's exactly why I want to put this episode out there. Just as a reassurance that it's okay to go through all these phases. I know, I know. And I've listened to a lot of podcasters talking about this very topic and encouraging people. But not many of us come in front of you completely naked, to use this as a metaphor, right? We acknowledge our struggles, but we avoid going into the deepest point of our pain, which is admitting that we make mistakes, admitting that we fail to recognize our our wins, our small wins, our strongest points. One of the things that is also very hard for me to, to accept, and I learn it on my way in this adventure, is to accept compliments. And that comes from a huge feeling of unworthiness. There you go. I said it. I'm completely transparent to you because that's what this episode is about. Learning about ourselves is a journey that will, will have, you know, will give us a lot of slaps on the way. Wake up slaps. We need them. So if we just resist them, we'll never get anywhere. It's as if we're you're now hiding from, from making a mistake. It's like hiding from the people outside. It's like hiding under the, under the cover in a rainy day. That's exactly what happens when we don't admit our weaknesses and when we, when we fail to put ourselves out there naked. So what, I'm naked. I don't care. It's who I am. And people who will appreciate my honesty will still go on and listen to this further on. And I want to take a second to, to thank you, all of you so far that have listened to this show. That's 
still in its early ages, so to say. But I'm so proud to say that yesterday I reached 200 plays on this podcast. And it may not seem like a big deal, but to me it is because today is the 29th day since I, I started this podcast. So it has less than, less than a month. But still, you people out there show me love by listening to each and every episode. And I can't express in words how happy I am that you do that, that you support me, that you encourage me to keep on going, that you give me feedback in private messages or, you know, in comments on LinkedIn. I'm so, so happy to to see that there's actually an audience for me too. I will tell you something else, coming back to being vulnerable. When I started this journey, and probably a lot of podcasters think this, and not just podcasters, but also writers and creative minds generally think, who will listen to my podcast? Who will listen to what I have to say? Who will read what I'm writing and what I put all my passion into? Or who will buy into what I create, be it that I do, I, I'm making, I don't know, pancakes or um, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> any kind of product that you, you are crafting and you put all your passion in there, be it cookies, uh, I don't know. Um, what other products? I, I haven't, they slipped my mind. There's a ton of products in this world, but they slipped my mind right now. I don't know whether you, you have a new concept of a pillow or, <laughs> you know, even if you're a tinker or whatever you do as a creative mind, it's that point, that critical point that we all need to surpass. And that is, who will ever buy into whatever I put on the market? And most of the times, you know who's our worst critic is ourselves because people from the outside see the value, see that what we offer and what we come with as innovation solves a problem or brings some sort of value or just encourages people to speak their minds or just brighten the day <clears throat> of a person with a piece of poetry or a piece of writing, which is a reflection of your own thoughts. All these things are such value adds to today's society that we don't even become aware of it. For instance, to me, it comes so natural to write, to make be it poetry or is prose. To me, it just comes natural. And it comes natural to put all my soul and passion in, what, in my writing and in what I do generally. But I cannot see it. And that's where I'm at. That's what I'm learning. And that's why I choose to be completely vulnerable vulnerable in this very episode with you so that 
You know, I tell you that we need to try to learn to observe ourselves from the outside. It's starting to become a cliche, the fact that we need to observe ourselves from the outside because there's more and more people talking about this, but the effects are life-changing. I mean, I was devastated yesterday the entire day. There you go. Another, <laughs> um, another confession. I was devastated. I just, I think I was disappointed with, with myself because of the way that I treat myself, because of, of the stories that I implant alone in my own ma- mind. And all those stories have excruciating effects on our self-esteem. I mean, it doesn't matter how, how high someone would put us on a pedestal. If we don't see ourselves as deserving to be on that pedestal, it's not worth it. I mean, we can have thousands, hundreds, millions of followers. But if we feel like we do not deserve that, we will never be happy. Another cliche is the fact that happiness comes from the inside. But you see, that's another, another thing that we actually need to, to learn. Because everybody speaks about how important it is to love yourself, how important it is to realize that inner happiness It's so hard to achieve, for God's sake. It's tremendously hard, but the process, it's so worth it. (laughs) You see, I'm, I'm losing my thoughts, and that's okay too. I mean, just tell me how many times have you gone into a room with, with a certain purpose, and when you just set foot in that very room, you completely forgot why you got there. Well, that happens. It's natural. It's okay. And it will come back at some point. And that's what, happened. <clears throat> that's what happens with thoughts too. But we're so harsh on, your, on ourselves. We just beat ourselves so much. As parents, I can tell you as a parent, I beat myself until I put myself down to the ground. I could lay on the ground literally for beating myself as a parent. But you know what? I just learned from other parents and I'm open to to feedback. I'm open to digesting other types of ideas. I mean, I know for sure that there's a certain type of parenting that I want to exercise, not exercise, but apply to my children. I want to raise them completely differently than the times I was raised in. For instance, my elder just blew my mind the other day. I was, I was drying out her hair and she, she just came to me asking me, Mom, why is it important to say thank you 
And please, if I tell you that I never considered the, the answer, not even the question, because we're not being taught to question everything, right? We are not. We are being taught that whatever is put out there in society, we just need to grab it, just need to go with it and live the life of others. And when it comes to these two principles, you know, life value, saying, saying thank you and please, that's what I did. I just took them for granted and never questioned them. And I was forced in that very moment as a parent to learn along the way with my child so that I can answer, so that I can give her an answer. And the best answer that I could come up with was the fact that we show the person that we say thank you to and we say please to, that we value their time, we value who they are, and we value the fact that they want to help us. I mean, there's not a lot of people that want to help us unconditionally, right? And I think that to the core, saying please and thank you in the first place is a form of self-respect. And respecting the others first and foremost starts with respecting yourself. So those two questions gave me such an insight that... I just couldn't believe that my child is so smart and all, all, all the generations that come from behind right now are smarter and smarter each day. And we need to, to rise up to their expectations and in the same time, teach them not to have expectations, but we as parents need to deliver, right? And by the way, it's okay for you as parents to say, I have no clue. I have no idea, but I can inquire and I'll come back to you. You know, I mean, on, on certain level, I think that leaders and parents uh, feel the same. And I believe that it's what I just said is also available for, for leaders. I mean, there's leaders who would never accept that someone else is smarter than themselves. And if they don't have an answer, they would rather give any kind of answer in, instead of making a fool of themselves, which is completely wrong. Well, I don't actually call those leaders leaders. I rather call them micromanagers. And I think you all know what that means. But going back to being vulnerable, you know, even leaders need to consider being vulnerable for time to time. Even accepting the fact that you don't know everything as a leader can be perceived as a great strength because there's always going to be people around you that will provide you with what you lack as a leader as long as you point it out. Okay, this discussion is not going <laughs> in the direction that I want. But I want you to consider the fact that if you appear naked in front of the other people, not literally, just metaphorically speaking, it's okay. It's, 
it's definitely okay. Some other people will learn from your experience. Some other people will, will definitely relate to your feelings and they will not blame you. They will, they will actually admire you for your strength to, to be able to be yourself, to be able to take down all the masks that you ever wore, regardless of if you did it consciously or unconsciously, because most of the times we wear masks unconsciously because of the inherited ideas that we are being exposed to each and every day, each and every second. Actually, my first ever article was called Masks. And if you want to bear with me, I would like to read it to you so that you understand what I mean when, I, when I'm talking about dropping off all the masks that we, ever, we have ever wore. Um, so hold on, let me just look for it for a second. And I would appreciate any kind of um, any kind of feedback that you may have on this very article, because it's one article that is very, very dear to me. And remember, it's my very first article that I ever had the courage to publish. Um, just one second. So I wrote this article on August 6th. 2017. And it can be found on my website, andradasworld.com. And it goes like this. What is a mask? The difference between what you show and what you truly feel. Yes, speaking and talking the truth is hard work. But why choose the fake over the real? Sheds a different light over yourself, you know, choosing the fake. Does it shed a different light over yourself? Of course it does. You appear as strong in front of the other people. But that's not who you are. You have times when you cry. You have times when you just feel like hitting the head, your head to the walls. Come on, admit it. I mean, at least once in your lifetime you felt like that. Going back to my article. Well, let me burst that bubble for you. Yes, during the day when you are around people compelled to behave a certain way, therefore breaking the rules. Whose? Whose rules? Breaking the rules is forbidden. You will be strong by using a mask. Most of the times, reflecting the opposite of your true self. But what about when you are alone, talking to nobody but to your naked soul? Do you understand that there's a huge difference? Or do you keep wearing the mask? I doubt it. As women usually take off their makeup before going to bed, I believe we all face our demons before unconsciousness of the sleep takes over. If you can't admit this, then you will never get to know yourself. Maybe you're not ready. Nonetheless, even if when you close your eyes forever, 
that moment will come and all you will do will be asking why and the article ends with my advice stay true so i wanted to to read this article to you because it reflects a lot of my 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 inner self that was the first reflection i ever had and i don't think that many people know about this article because it's been on my website for a long time but i didn't do much about putting my website out there out of fear only lately I started to realize that people find value in what I do, that people actually like my work, that people, why not say that people get inspired by my work? So if you go to my website, you will go, you will find a lot of insights. There's an article about thoughts. There's an article, um, about I, a dream I had called Army Boot. Um, there's an article in which I speak about belief and trust and judgment. There's so many things that are just my feelings and my thoughts put on a silver plate for you to serve yourself. So I think that's about it for today about being vulnerable. And if you want some recommendations of people that you can completely get vulnerable in front of so that they can help you in the best way to become your best version ever, let me tell you this. You should get in touch with Rahila Khan. If you've, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know who Rahila Khan is. She's been a journey practitioner for over 20 years now. And she's a, an advocate for leadership of love. And she's also uh, my special guest for the Book Insights series in which we talk about my book, The Man, the Moon, and the Casket. Um, so Rahila is one. Then the second one, the second person that I wholeheartedly recommend to completely get vulnerable with uh, is Anton Tumak. You need to do that with him. You can't work with him any other way. I mean, <laughs> he will pull your sleeve and he will push your buttons big time. But just for you to understand your own value. So just go to him only when you're ready to face your own self. And I can say the exact same thing about Caroline Fernandez. Anton and Caroline have similar ways of approach, but trust me, they only want your, your well-being. They will never 
hurt you, they will never judge you, and neither will Rahila. None of them will ever judge you. None of them will laugh at you. You know, of course, you can make jokes with them and they will laugh with you, but never at you. So I wholeheartedly recommend that you go to these three amazing people. And there's another person that comes to my mind, actually two people that come to my mind. No, three. Let make let me make that three people. Um, one of the people that have helped me tremendously last year when I was just shutting myself down to everyone was Richard Pryor. If you don't know about him, uh, just let me know. Leave me a voice message or ask me by email and I will get you in touch with him. He's a mindfulness coach. And he hold my hand through very dark times in my life. My father was diagnosed last year with schizophrenia. And Richard would literally call me almost every day just to check up on me. And would have sessions with me where he, he taught me how to breathe, how to accept my feelings and a lot of a lot of other so so valuable lessons that he he taught me so he's another person then um there are these two brilliant women that you can trust especially the next one that i'm gonna mention is a, a person that can help you if you are a woman and you find yourself in a leadership position. Because she's been in, in this position, position for a long time, and she's also been an expat herself. So if you meet these three criteria, that you are a woman, a leader, and you're an expat, but not only if you meet the three of them, you can reach out to Virginie Lemay Vuillest. She will help you out with the help of her experience over more than 15 years. Um, And again, I I completely advise you to be open and just share with her your darkest fears if you want to get some, you know, assistance on how, how to approach your current position. And then the... The third person in the second batch of people I recommend is Chantel Sumi. You will not believe this, but this woman has has a story behind her that is absolutely unbelievable. She almost lost her sight. There were times when she could barely move. It was an effort her, her for her to move her legs or any part of her body. But she still kept on going. She still fought in order to change her mindset when everybody said that she she has no chance. So she stands literally against the entire world just to provide for her family. And if you talk to her, you will see that she's so full of life. 
God. She's so full of life. That is absolutely unbelievable. And seems like a terrible paradox, you know, in comparison to what she, she's been through. So I just told you about six people that have been helping me tremendously and who, who make that inner circle that I always feel comfortable talking to. There are other people as well, but I will keep this for another episode. <laughs> There's a lot of people that have come close to my heart over the last year. And just to briefly mention, um, it's Lorik Knudsen, Sherry Lally, Erica Dury, Ashley Horner, um, Purvi, Sonia Dave. So if you get across these people, just have a chat with them. You will not regret it, I swear. So, to wrap up this very episode, which I'm very grateful that you chose to listen and come to an end to, I want to ask you the same thing that the person I spoke to asked me yesterday. Give yourself one month. That's what I'm going, going to do starting today. Give yourself one full month of exercising this. Go into the mirror, look into your own eyes, put your hand on your heart and say it loud, clear, and like you mean it. I love you. Every morning, every evening before you go to bed. If you applied this exercise before, I'm so eager to learn your feedback because I will confess again, it's not easy for me to do that because I have times when I hate myself. I have times when I see myself as the ugliest, most stupid and probably most unworthy person that's out there. But I know I'm wrong. And I know that it will come a day when I will be able to shout it from the top of a, of a mountain that I love myself and that I love the entire world. Because, you know, we're, again, we're not being taught to love ourselves. We're being told that loving ourselves is selfish. But that is some topic that I would like you to come into contact with when you will listen to Anton's episode, which will come pretty soon. <clears throat> and he discusses this in pretty in-depth. And I have a hunch that you will like his explanation. So again, give yourself one month, make this exercise, and please give me some feedback on how it works for you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I'm your host, Andrada Anite. You'll hear from me next Thursday. 
as I will come back to you with another book insight with Rahil Khan, and on Friday with an interview with one beautiful woman that people on LinkedIn simply adore. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.